welcome to episode three of Namaste Bitches. I'm finally on it. I'm getting this together. I'm making these podcasts happen. I'm so excited because this one's super cool. Um, as you can see, I'm kind of floundering to keep up with the conversation in this one because uh, Stacy's such a cool uh, kind of hippy-dippy person. And I mean that in the most affectionate way. I hope she's okay with that. But I had my guest on was Stacy King. She is a clinical licensed social worker. And one of the things she does with her clients is something called quantum healing hypnotherapy. Very cool. And we know each other as well through Bikram Yoga. I'll be honest, uh, I'm going to get some comics on as well. But I am a Bikram Yoga instructor, so I have a lot of Bikram people on the podcast. Um, I'm still running, or (laughs) I'm always running. I'm still uh, training for the Brighton Marathon. And if you want to sponsor me, you can do that by donating to Rise, a Sussex Hove-based charity helping people who've been in domestic abuse situations. Uh, Just a small amount of money makes all the difference. It is... uh, a charity based in the Sussex Hove area of England, but people have and can donate from all around the world in any currency that you want to donate in. Um, But if you do want to donate, you can go to www.justgiving.com slash Marathon, all one word, www.justgiving.com slash Marathon, And let's get right into it. Check this out with Stacy King. But, all right, so we're here with Stacy King mm-hmm. today. All right, uh, let's jump right into it. First of all, what is, what is a piece of advice, health advice that you have for people? Okay, my advice is that you should fall in love with yourself and that everything has consciousness including the cells in your body your body and it will respond if you tell it how beautiful it is how lovely it is how thin it is whatever you want Mm -hmm. but if you tell it something else like i hate you you're ugly then it will respond as well so i think if you want to look beautiful, thin, healthy, vibrant, all these things, you need to talk to yourself every day and tell yourself these things. Wow. Do you do that? I do. Do you do that every day? I do. Do you feel like it uh, makes a big difference in your life? I think that it has literally changed the structure of my body. I feel like it has my muscles that had been not working for years and years because I've had three children Mm -hmm. have gotten strong of course I do other things as well yeah but I think that that was the start that's when it started to change that's fascinating and so just to back up a bit you're a clinical licensed social worker that's right and uh, I was reading your bio right before we started because I'm very you know it's a very professional podcast Uh, (laughs) and you do one of the one of the things you do is quantum healing hypnotherapy technique. That's right. So is is part of uh, your cells having personality? Consciousness. Consciousness. Uh-huh. And uh, talking to them, is that part of the process of of what you do with your patients? Like it in is, the healing it, process? It is. It's basically um, getting the person into a very relaxed state into the deepest level of trance that's the goal 
And when they're in that very relaxed state, typically what will need to happen to get them there Mm -hmm. is that they'll go into some sort of past memory, whether it be in this lifetime or a past lifetime. And uh, if you're there in that state for a good hour, you're in such a relaxed place that you can then tap into your higher self which really is part of you anyway and you can really connect and find out whatever you want so what are people coming to you looking for mainly healing or answers to big questions in their lives usually purpose type questions like why am I here yeah what am I supposed to be doing you know I feel like I can't I'm stuck Mm -hmm. they want like a a quick a quick fix essentially yeah. <laughs> but it's I mean you might get do you get the answer pretty much but that's not a quick fix then you got it then you the have to do the work yeah. you have to do the work so I think sometimes people could come and be disappointed because they think oh I'm gonna have all my questions answered and then everything will be pretty and lovely and and that's not necessarily how it works right so how did you get into this work? How did you, uh, did you, did, have you done it yourself? Have I gone under? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you gone, I like, I like that, that term. So <clears throat> when I was doing the training, we all had to practice on each other and yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. But it is, it is a tricky thing because if you're very left brained. Yeah analytical which I've been trained psychoanalytically so I do that all the time all day long with my patients yeah analyze I kind of am analyzing is this real is this real for myself yeah am I really experiencing this so that's what was going on with me when I was being put under interesting yeah very cool (coughs) because usually when I think of social work I think of um like uh people who work for the state or the city mm-hmm. who are helping like families like you said like doing uh working with society but you do more of a clinical right thing um yeah and we were talking about that earlier I didn't I thought only people who got a doctorate in psychology did psychology I didn't know right so this is a psychotherapy um that I've been trained in mm-hmm. it was a postgraduate training it's it's I, when I went to school for social work, I went to NYU, which is a very clinically tracked school. Most people that do go there, they do want to work more in one-on-one or yeah. group work with, uh, you know, helping people to overcome their issues through psychotherapy yeah. or some sort of type of therapy. <clears throat> and so I was doing that for a good six years. And w- while working with my own patients, I just... It's, it's good work, you know, but it's long-term. It's very long-term, and, you know, that's kind of the pace of, that's the psychoanalytic way. And so I really started wanting to help my patients more. So I got very interested in doing this hypnotherapy mm-hmm. uh, and just came upon this particular type of training, or, which was the quantum healing. Yeah. So that's why I chose to do it. So how long have you been doing the... So you do both together? I can't do both together in the setting that I'm in, which is at a clinic right now, because 
it's psychotherapy. Yeah. People are coming there for that. But yes, I do do that uh, quantum healing in a private setting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. And um, going back to how you were saying, I'm just going to jump around a lot. That's fine. About, uh, about loving yourself and connecting to the consciousness of yourselves and all that. Did that something, did you did you start discovering that way of thinking and, and living when you started studying hypnotherapy? Yeah. Or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's when, I mean, I think it kind of started a little earlier than that, but one thing just led to the other. Yeah. So I think I started getting more interested in more laws of attraction type of thinking mm-hmm. and, you know, what you, what intentions you set and, you know, what you put out there will you know, come back to you. So, uh, but it was during that training that I really started to grasp that concept of yeah. everything has consciousness. Cause sometimes I wonder, cause I, I want to believe in it, but I'm, I'm quite skeptical all at the same time. Um, if, um, like doing devotions or like saying positive things to yourself. And like I said, I have a friend who writes mm-hmm. down what he's thankful for every morning. That's like the first thing he does. Uh huh. Is it, is it the universe um, is paying more attention to you or, or do you, are you just in a better mood? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, a good question. Cause, Cause you were saying your body changed and you were doing, you were doing more than just saying that you loved yourself, but by saying you loved yourself, are you like, I am good enough to go to yoga class and instead of being like, I fucking got to go to yoga class. Right. Um, you know, when I first started doing it, I, I started doing it for myself before I went to that training um, because I had reached a certain level at yoga where I wasn't, I had plateaued. Yeah. You know, I what, s- when you say you were doing it for yourself, you were... Oh, saying these affirmations to myself. Yeah. Um, and you know, I feel like yoga was maybe the start. Okay. And then. And where do you take yoga? At Bikram Harlem Yoga. Bikram Yoga Harlem. Pretty great place. That's right. Um, Yeah. Um, so I started to tell myself, you're beautiful, you're thin, you know, these things. But like, I would look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, okay, I don't 100% believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway, and I'm just going to keep saying it. Yeah. And so over time, I did start to notice things started to shift. And then obviously other decisions came into my life. Like, for instance, I did this detox that I've done several detoxes, but I never thought it would stick, did it, and it stuck. Yeah. And it lasted. And I changed my whole eating patterns, and I've fallen in love with the way that I eat I feel healthy better than I've ever and my practice with yoga has gotten much stronger Mm -hmm. so I you know I think that just the intention you know putting the intention out there and then just things will come into play like oh I feel like eating healthier now and oh yeah look my body is looking better now and yeah because we, like you were talking about doing a detox. We talked about this before uh, we turned the microphone on. But every time I've done a juice cleanse, mm-hmm. and I try not to do a juice fast. Like my, I, because I've talked to people about it. Whenever you do a fast to lose weight quickly, you're just in yeah. trouble. Right. But so the last time I did it, I was like, no, it's just a reset. 
I'm just doing a cleanse. But because, like I said earlier, like every other American, I have food issues. I'll do it and I'll succeed. I'll do a three or four day juice mm-hmm. cleanse. And then the next day I, I literally eat a cake. Right. Like I, it's like, I did it. Right. I'm not cleansed anymore. <laughs> so what was it about it that this this cleanse that worked for you? So this one was actually just a book that I had. I hadn't even really read it. But what I liked about it, it was, should I say what it was? It was mm-hmm. Dr. Rao's Swiss Detox Cleanse. Uh, I decided to do it because it was, it was all planned out it was yeah. very easy to follow and I could eat food and that to me is important I I feel like I need to eat food mm-hmm. you know not just cut but you did have to cut out a lot like dairy and caffeine and meat and sugar and salt just for seven days but I couldn't believe how well I felt in those seven days like so fully alive and had energy and no crashing in the middle of the day. You didn't get a headache from not being on I the I think I did have an initial, um, maybe like not even 24 hours, you know, like yeah. a couple hours of a headache that first day. Um, but for the most part, I just couldn't believe how amazing I felt. So for me, I just decided, well, let me just keep not eating meat. Let me just keep not eating gluten. Let me keep not eating certain dairies. And it just stuck. So, so right now your diet is you, no caffeine, right? Right, right. No caffeine. Oh. Well, I do have green tea. Oh, so, well, you, know. <laughs> you wild woman, you. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, uh, no, like black coffee or mm-hmm. stuff like that. No, uh, no gluten and no meat. Right, and no uh, cow in the sense of dairy. Yeah. So you'll eat like goat cheese. Yes. And goat sheep. Yeah, yogurt yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, so no meat and no gluten. So how do you eat out? Like, <laughs> I mean, we live in New York City, right. so there's lots and yeah. lots of options. But do you ever find yourself going to a place where you're just like, I, I don't, I, there's nothing I Well, can do that has happened. Um, I mean, what you can always do if it's like a sandwich place that mm-hmm. has no gluten-free bread, you know, just order the vegetarian, <laughs> whatever, without the bun. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it's not that complicated in New York. But the other thing that has happened is that I've cooked more than I've ever cooked yeah. in my life. So you're saving money. Right. And you're looking fit. <laughs> right. Everything's going and right. And no, I like I like the food. You know, yeah. like you just have to get so creative. Well, that's something that you said uh, that you fell in love with your diet, right? And I think that's important because I feel like so many times when I've been like, I'm gonna be vegetarian again because I was a vegetarian for about three years uh-huh. and I'm not now, or or anything like that. It's uh, it's it's not fun. It's like it's like well, no, I can't have this, right? You know, as opposed to like. Oh, this is a fun experiment. Uh-huh. Um, do do you is there a is there a way that you were thinking to make it fun for yourself right away that you didn't feel like you were restricting yourself? No, well, I think what it was is I just was I think it started with the intention. Yeah. I, that's where I really think it started. That's a good point. You know, and because I was already saying certain things and my body was responding and my mind was responding then it just became something that kind of blew my mind. Like, yeah. I was just so 
impressed. Like, oh, wow, I really like this food. Oh, wow. So I'm just going to keep eating. I love the way I feel. So let me just keep doing this. Yeah. And so for me, like, why would I want to go back? And believe me, I still do drink alcohol. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't cut that out. And, you know, I, if I'm okay with that. If you're gluten-free, can you have bourbon? I, you have to go on the list. I don't okay. know. I think you can. As someone A lot of saying you liquor is gluten-free. It's distilled. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like, because I've looked on the list, and it's like some, some whiskeys bourbon. you can, uh-huh. and I'm like, I think I'm drinking the right ones. Because <laughs> like, I'm a big whiskey drinker. Right. That's my thing. Right. Yeah. But anyways, I interrupted <laughs> you. You still you drink. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean... It's like I, I still feel like I'm living. It's not like I feel like I have restrictions in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm just enjoying the foods that I eat and the things that I do. And, you know. Yeah. It just works. It's working. That's awesome. Do you, uh, are your kids and your husband on the, on? Well, so what I, we had some conflict in the beginning. Because <laughs> My husband is a huge meat eater and he was, he felt like I was becoming like a snob and I felt like, how could you put that in your body? And, you know, you need to be healthy. And so it was his idea to do the cleanse in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm the one that really went and ran with it. And he was the one that went to KFC the moment that it was over. So funny. So anyway, um, See, I'm I started. Like your husband, I'll do a cleanse, <laughs> and then I'm like Popeyes. <laughs> so I um, will cook for everyone what I will eat, and if he wants meat, he'll make it. Yeah. And we've we you know he's I've inspired him, so now he's gluten free. Um, he's cut out a lot of the meat that he eats. He actually can feel the difference, and oh, so cool. if he like cheats, and then has like a burger he feels it he mm-hmm. really feels it so he's like why am i doing that to myself yeah. so when you say you feel it is it just does the food feel heavier yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and what about because you have what three sons yeah so one son my oldest who's 21 is uh a vegetarian mm-hmm. not gluten-free but he doesn't look like he needs to be <laughs> and then the second one is not cutting out anything We'll just eat sugar all day. He's the 18-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he doesn't, yeah, exactly. He doesn't look like he has problems either. The little one, he'll eat what we put in front of him. So he's seven, you know. Aw. That's so cute. He just accidentally is gluten-free vegetarian. No, he's not vegetarian because daddy's not vegetarian. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the... um, when you're putting people under hypnosis and they're in looking for answers, helping them find answers, mm-hmm. is there, then do you do psychotherapy to follow up with it? Is it just well, a so one-time session? What I've done... Because uh, I was looking, it, it's like a four-hour, it's an event, it, it's a day. Yeah, exactly. So when I'm meeting someone for the first time... I will spend a good hour and a half with them mm-hmm. just to kind of get their full history. And that's when I use my psychotherapy skills, uh-huh. you know, because there's a lot of trauma in people's lives. And, you know, we may just need to talk about that for a while, yeah. you know. And then the session where you're being put under, uh, that takes 
up to two hours. Okay. And then there's a post kind of coming out and getting your bearings and maybe talking about it for a little while. Yeah. So what I've found is that most people benefit for more than one session, but once you've gotten that initial session, then you're not going to have another four hour session. It's yeah. probably going to be like two hours after that. Yeah. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so can you give me like actual examples of stuff that like I don't know what the rules are. I mean, I know well, you can't I be mean, like, I can't give names, yeah, yeah. but I can tell you stories. Yeah, can I? Can yeah, I yeah. Stories? So, <clears throat> well, there's one story that I am thinking of. Uh, this woman, she's in chronic pain all the time because she has really severe like fibromyalgia, and she's, you know, that's just been like. Her her world you mm -hmm. know like she has children and a family and she has to be active for their you know sake and she does the best she can but she's just in a lot of pain now she's she's not thin but she's not way overweight she's you know average and um you know but she has a you know she eats well because she's trying to take care of her body through dietary means and um, anyway, so she wanted to have a session because she wanted to see, is there a way to get rid of this pain? And she's had a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of childhood trauma, and she's worked through a lot of it, uh, in her own therapy. And, but what was interesting, so the initial part of this, uh, the induction is bringing you to like a past life past something it could be in this life or past and she went to this place that was like total freedom like she almost felt like she didn't have a body she felt free she felt painless it was like a euphoric you know place wow. and she couldn't even believe it you know she felt she was like am I a bird I don't know you know like she just couldn't uh, believe how she felt and so then we spent a lot of time there about an hour and then after I brought her to the what we call the higher self uh, we were I was asking if if this is a way you know could can she get rid of her pain like is it time for her to release this pain that she has had in her life all these years and basically the um, higher self tells her tells us that she can get rid of her pain but she can always come back to that place that sh she's able to get to that place anytime mm -hmm. and it's you know just an internal place right so brought her out you know I've had another session with her since she couldn't believe how much improvement she'd had in her life that she could do things physically that she hadn't been able to do in years and that she had really, and I had already started the session before we even went under with that whole idea of everything has consciousness. Yeah. And maybe looking at her pain from a different perspective could really start to release it. So she's been able to really overcome a lot from wow. that. So that was like an, an amazing session even for me to see. Yeah. Um, in uh, traditional Western doctors probably would just be like, just give you more pills. pain milk. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. So, yeah. So she's doing well. And 
then the second session we had, it was more like a normal past life, you know, that she went to and um, I can't even remember. It was kind of a boring past life, but yeah. <laughs> it was meaningful for her. Yeah. <laughs> can't all be crazy. Good. Right. I know. Do, is there any, um, do any of your colleagues who are more of traditional psychotherapists think what you're doing is crazy <laughs> well I don't discuss it with a lot of them yeah. because I think that they would think I'm crazy so um and like that's I, a lot to be like well I sit someone down and I take them to their past life right. like that's that's yeah that's intense right exactly so and you know I'm going to really get the clients that are open for that yeah you know in the clinic setting that I work in I really have to keep it very traditional right even though I will throw in some of these other ideas uh you know with you know self-love and and things like that which are non-traditional psychoanalytic theory but I think it works with my clients so I I'm not gonna like hold them back if I feel like it's gonna help them yeah do uh like because you work at a clinic mm-hmm. and that's that's more traditional setting. Mm-hmm. Do you offer those patients your hypnotherapy? Uh, I have. Like, how do you get the word out that you also? Do? Well, I am on a website. Okay. Um, with the woman that I did the training with. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I get clients that way. Okay. Yeah, and once I have my own website, I'll have yeah clients that way too. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Um. Yeah, wow. Uh, so when you're doing traditional psychotherapy, uh-huh. which, uh, by the way, uh, I just for our listeners, I found out Stacy was a psychotherapist when she <laughs> came to watch me do stand-up for an hour in my own living room. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was literally like you said that, and I was like, oh, boy, this is... <laughs> <laughs> but it was perfect yeah. because uh, you had your little evaluation that yeah. you had from when you were a little girl. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what Stacy's talking about is I, I found a psyche vow. That was done on me when I was eight years old, um, <laughs> which is very dense. It's very hard to read. I'm uh, sure. Well, because yeah. they were, he was uh, um, checking me for learning disabilities. Yeah. So it's a lot of um, it's a lot of him explaining the tests right. that they were doing on me, and I like he's like, my mother says when she read it that my uh, that my test scores are quite sweeping because yeah. I'm, I'm very good verbally and uh uh stuff like that but stuff like that but uh <laughs> really good with verbal skills but my but like reading and yeah. my motor skills were really poor mm. which i thought was interesting because yeah. i never considered well you know having, my three kids are the they all have dyslexia oh they've really? all been evaluated and they all had fine motor issues as well really yeah what does that get better <laughs> like um, it, no yeah i think does it? I, I mean I think it comes out in other, you know, yeah. like my oldest son, he was great in soccer. He was running on his tiptoes uh-huh. like when he was a kid, you know, yeah. <laughs> which apparently, you know, is really the way that you are supposed to learn how to run. But yeah. but they think there's something wrong with you if you're on your tiptoes. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, do you ever have patients come in and like that you see on a regular basis that are just boring like do you ever just oh, want to yeah. like be like oh, snap yeah. out of oh, it oh yeah you're fine that's right yeah no I mean I do and it's the same thing week after week you know so like is it like how can you give them tough love or you just have to listen to them um or like, well I can you give me an example uh okay let me think like 
so I have a trumpet player and when I first started working with him he's he's older than I am he's like 10 years older than I am and he didn't want a woman therapist and he didn't um, think I knew anything because I think I look younger than my real age and so people think oh what is she gonna know Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't disclose my age to my patients, but anyway, so he, week after week, just all this information about trumpet playing, like people in the industry, you know, and I mean, I got to know a lot about trumpet playing yeah. and a lot about, you know, people in the industry. It's just not the something. The trumpet industry, right. cutthroat, right. cutthroat. Right. So, you know. I, it's been three years now and I think he's really gained a lot of respect for me and you know I know what I'm getting into and I care you know I always care about my clients right. you know I, I I'm happy when they're making improvements and I've seen like small improvements with this guy over time so you know yeah but I'm not gonna say it's like Woohoo! You yeah. know, I can't wait to hear what he has to say this week. So th- <laughs> three years and at the beginning, he wasn't sure about it. He wasn't sure that he needed to be in therapy and he wasn't sure that a woman, maybe he thought it was 20 years younger than him, yeah. could help him. That's quite a testament to what you do that he like stuck with it. And, yeah. Like, and he you. never cancels. Wow. Never. Like, uh, he's maybe out of the three years, I haven't seen him five times. Yeah. So. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not seeing a therapist right now. I go back and forth. Every once in a while, I'm seeing one. Uh-huh. Uh, but I remember, like, just trying to know more about Because, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, well, you know everything about me. Right. And, like, right. she wouldn't tell me anything. No like, feedback? Well, no. I was just like, how old are you anyway? Oh, and she's oh. like, why is that important? To oh, right. Well, that's like, the very traditional. To, that's yeah, the very traditional way. I was trying way. to like, know things about uh-huh. her. I was like, do you have a, are you with someone? And right. she's, like, she's like, why do you care? I was like, I just want to know. Right. I'm just curious. Yeah, no. And see, that's where I feel like if it helps somebody, I'll disclose it. I won't necessarily in the beginning. Yeah. But over time, I, I'm not that by the book with that. I, I think that sometimes it helps people. Yeah. They, they want, they just want to feel connected, yeah. you know? And if that's going to help them, then why be so by the book? Yeah. Yeah, no, it like, I don't know why she, it, it was almost then it just got funny to me. Cause then I was uh-huh. like, I was like, <laughs> and then I was finally like, I'm pretty sure you're single. <laughs> and if you're not single, then you have a girlfriend, you're gay. And she's like, why do you think that? And I was like, because you have no pictures of people, but you have a picture of a dog on your desk. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> I think that upset her. <laughs> I was like, you're single. You have a picture of a dog. <laughs> she's like, no. And so, then we stopped seeing each other. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no. Um, well, so what do you do? What do you do physically to help keep yourself in a in a good place like you mean the the workout or the what do you mean physically i was gonna say i meant as a workout but then what was the other what do you like (laughs) i meant i meant like so you you do your affirmation do you do affirmations every day well so what i do um how does this work i usually teach me how to love myself (laughs) right well actually i really feel like it was the bikram that got this all started the bikram yoga um at byh Mm. 
Um, I love the community there. Yeah. And, you know, most of the teachers will say, you know, it's just a piece of glass, no judgment, look at yourself in the mirror, love what you see, you know, things like that. And that really started to sink in, you know, because I would before like look at my flaws like Mm -hmm. oh stretch marks or you know whatever and now that's usually when I'm doing my affirmations Mm -hmm. when I'm there you know and I'm I'm there five to seven days a week so good for you yeah and I'll just spend that time really looking into my eyes and you know telling myself that you're beautiful and Mm -hmm. you know all these things so um, and I'm not saying I wake up every day feeling awesome and beautiful, but then I just, you know, make sure that that's when I need to do it even more because yeah. I'm not feeling so great. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, so you do that, you do the Bikram yoga. Is that your form of workout right now? Do yeah. You, do you do anything else no, along with that? I haven't. Yeah. 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 I did Bikram yoga for a long time, just Bikram yoga, but then... I feel like I've plateaued, mm-hmm. whereas like a couple years ago, I started to gain weight and like it's hard to get it off. So I started jogging recently, mm. which has been really helpful. That's for me. great. So I do like probably three times doing Bikram yoga, uh-huh. which is like nothing for a teacher. That's uh-huh. what I, I don't think I've disclosed this yet. I don't I don't know what order these are going out yet, in yet, but I teach Bikram yoga. That's that's right. But it, it is <laughs> funny how uh, people can get so addicted to it in a really positive helpful way mm-hmm. and then I feel like other people get addicted and it can be any form of exercise right. I think or or just health plan where people will get addicted to it or obsessed with it in like an unhealthy way right yeah um I don't know if you've ever seen anyone skirt that line of just like you need to calm down right <laughs> maybe but I mean I for me it was it started small. It was yeah. more like, oh, three days a week. That's my max. I'll never do more than that. Yeah. I've never done a 30-day, actually. You and might have and just not realized it. Do you think that's Oh No, happened? I've never no, done 30 se- consecutive days. I've done seven consecutive days recently, and I've done a double recently for the first time. Um, but, yeah, I think I've increased because I started feeling so much better and I even notice even more of a change when I started to come more, but I don't feel like, I mean, I miss it. Like say if I go on vacation, I'll, I'll miss it for sure. Yeah. Like my body feels like, Oh, I'm so crunchy now. Yeah. So what, like when you say you've seen changes in your body, what kind of changes have you seen? Well, so like my core was really weak when I first started practicing, you know, I had three kids Mm -hmm. and my, my youngest is seven. So when I started, it was almost three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and not only was my core weak, but I definitely had like a a tire around my waist Mm -hmm. and, um, I just, there was no way, you know, like there's certain poses that you really need your core, like triangle. I hated it because mm. you're s- supposed to be using your core to hold yourself up. And I just felt like I was going to split in half. Yeah. So, uh, I think then, you know, as I got stronger, but even more recently, my, s- the definition in my stomach has gotten 
so much. I lost the tire eventually. Mm -hmm. And then now the definition in my stomach is coming back. So my core is really coming back to where I didn't think it could come back to after having kids. Were you trying to do that or did it just kind of happen? Like, um, I mean, of course I wanted my stomach back, but I kind of got to a point in my life, even after practicing the yoga where I was like, Oh, this is just my post 40 body, you know, and it's not going to get any better than this. Um, but then as I changed my food and started to feel so much better and I dropped a lot, I dropped probably 20 pounds after cutting out those things. Yeah. And then after doing that then I started to see the muscles getting much more definition even mm-hmm. my arms because you know they say Bikram you don't get any upper body workout yeah. and well, they say that but like you it, and then like Dion uh who's another teacher mm-hmm. at Bikram yoga, the only thing she does is Bikram yoga yeah. and African dance yeah she's not doing push-ups and that woman's got yeah oh Michelle Obama arms right so that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm starting to get even definition in my arms. So I'm like, okay, something's happening here. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Do, do, has your sons ever come to Bikram Yoga? The oldest. Yeah. He was coming with me for a while. Have I met him? You you might have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he, he liked it the first... I got him like a 30 for 30 when he first came, when mm-hmm. he was on spring break from college or not spring break, the, the Christmas break. And he came with me quite a bit during that time. And then he started taking regular yoga at school. So he kind of is more into the, the other mm-hmm. types of yoga, not so much the heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how you get like addicted to the heat or it just, become, you crave it. You I crave think. it. And like, even you know how we, we were talking before how before you start taking you were like I don't like smell I don't like heat, right I don't, like <laughs> I walk into a Bikram studio like around the world they all smell like sweat uh-huh, and tea tree oil. Uh-huh. that's just what they that's all right. smell like and it's like I walk in and I'm like home <laughs> like, I know I know I started smell. getting nostalgic about that yeah. smell like when you when you go away you're talking about uh-huh. going away on vacation and uh-huh. then it's like I'll come back after being gone and I'll start to walk up those stairs uh-huh. and I'm like, ah, oh, it's good to be back. That's right. I know. Exactly. It's so, <laughs> it's so gross. It's so good. It's so good. But it's like, it's funny how your mind changes uh-huh. what it's about. Um, we're about ready to wrap up. I think we've, we've done a good, good chunk here. Um, uh, do you have any more, do you have any other pieces of advice? I like this. Love yourself mm-hmm. affirmations. Is there anything else? Hmm. You know, I think that's it. I think that's just it. And from there, everything else. Everything else will come. Fall into place. Yeah. That's really nice. That's really fun. That's just a simple one that like you say that I'm like, I think I could do that. Right. Well, you just have to, you have to do it whether you believe it or not in the beginning. Mm. Even if you don't believe it, you will fall in love with yourself the more you, you say it. That's but you just have to stay steady with yeah, saying it. That is tricky. When uh-huh. you started doing it, did you did you have like a uh, like you do it now? Did you do it while doing Bikram yoga, or in the beginning? W- yeah, or for a while was there like a 
stand in front of the mirror and I light a candle. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it wasn't that uh, romantic, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, I would stand in front of the mirror, even at home, and, yeah. and just say it, you know. Yeah. But now, you know, it's just easy to do while you're in class because yeah. you're half naked and looking at yourself in the mirror anyway. Yeah. So that's so that's so cool. Yeah, it's a really good idea that you say that. And now everyone's going to be fighting for the front row. I know. Right. Uh Oh, I can't stand being in the back. No, I, Adam, I know. It's Adam very complicated. He he likes it because he says that he can focus more in the back. I, I think can't. he's watching the students. Yeah, I, don't think, I know. I, I, don't I know. Think, I'm like, there's no. I mean, he is tall, so he right. Can't that's see true. But it's like every time I'm in that back row, I'm like, this is horrible. I, I can't know. See I know. Yeah. All right. Um. Cool. Well, do you know? Do you have a domain name or anything? I don't. I have an email. If people are interested, do you want to get? You can give that out if you want. It's up to okay. you. Okay. It's it's therapist Stacy. King, and that's S T A C Y K I N G at gmail.com. All right, cool. And I'll put that in the little notes when okay. this goes out. But thank you so much. I really You're appreciate welcome. you coming. This was fun. Awesome. And that was Stacy King, everyone. Again, if you want to go to her website, it's therapiststacyking at gmail.com. And I will put that in the show notes for you. If you want to sponsor me for the Brighton Marathon and donate to Rise, you can go to justgiving.com slash Marathon, all one word. And thank you so much. Have a good week and namaste.